Are you immune or shielded from personal challenges and difficulties? No, but you're not alone. Most people have encountered a distressing or disturbing experience during their life. Most people at various stages in their lives face a major obstacle. Pastors, Christians, congregational leaders. There are no exceptions. Today on Ministry in Motion, Duane Schoonard will share with you valuable insights on how you can navigate through these difficulties and how you can emerge a stronger and healthier person. Today's topic, counselling and pastoral leadership. You're watching Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Duane, why do you advocate counselling? Well, there's several reasons. Um, I believe that every pastor and every Christian leader struggles with trauma at four different levels. The first is capital T trauma, and that is where they have personally received some direct insult against their body or their soul. Um, you know, some people have literally been physically abused where they bear the scars in their own body mm -hmm. or there has been sexual abuse or some other trauma where it has uh, affected them emotionally or spiritually. It's, it's a physical attack and, and yes. what comes as a result of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, then they have small t trauma Right. And that's vicarious trauma, trauma in which uh, they have walked alongside of individuals who have lost their children or, you know, they have uh, been caretakers for people who are going through um, a difficult divorce or, you know, many uh, traumas that they uh, internalize, you know, and that stuff accumulates over time and they almost have a post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of those kinds of traumas. In some ways you're describing the life of a pastor. Absolutely, yes. And you know, how many times have they stood beside the casket of a little baby who has died or buried someone that they loved and treasured? Uh, you know, they have done that mm. many, many times. You know, so. And so with these levels of trauma, what, what does counselling, how is that connected? What do they gain by counselling? Well, when we have been through trauma, and there's other levels of traumas that Christian leaders particularly uh, endure, uh, they have the trauma of the role that they're in. Uh, for instance, uh, many Christian leaders are put up on a pedestal Mm -hmm. And they're both loved and hated. They're envied and, um, you know, admired all at, at once. So they criticized. Cr yeah, many times uh, yeah. criticized, and so their role puts them in a position where they're they're traumatized. And there's also institutional trauma, where they uh, are in a cul-de-sac uh, that they can't get help. You know, the system doesn't support them being real about their journeys. And um, so all of that 
has an impact emotionally and spiritually on them, and physically even. Um, and so if you don't address those things, that compound, you know, it compounds over time. And as a result, um, you're less able to interact in a healthy way with your family, with your congregation, with, um, you know, in doing effective leadership, actually, because of all of that stuff that's going on in your system. Right, okay. Now, just thinking about that, the life of a pastor, the, the life of many Christian leaders, mm -hmm. at, at times there's issues of conflict, and does that contribute to this trauma as well, when you're constantly engaged in various levels of conflict? Uh, yes, it's very difficult. Uh, you know, I was speaking with a pastor recently who their other leadership in the church was creating so much trauma uh, for him. And as I was sitting with him and kind of debriefing about what was going on, you know, it felt like he was dealing with some mental health issues, not himself, but with members in the congregation. And he's carrying all this stress inside of his body and thinking, oh, it's my problem, my, my leadership issue, when really he's just under attack. Right, and, okay, you know, yeah. So. Now, you, you mentioned before that there are results, could I we use the word consequences? Yes. As a result of not getting counseling. Do, can you explore that a little more with us, please? Well, when, when you go through trauma, your cortisol level, that's the stress hormone in your body goes up. And you can't endure uh, high levels of cortisol for a very long period of time. So what happens is that you will tend to do other things such as um, indulging in too much sex or sexual uh, addictions or watching too much TV or gaming. Um, so those are some of the results because you have to lower your cortisol level somehow. Your body can't function uh, well. And the other thing that happens is that relationships break down. Um, so you're not able to respond in healthy ways to your family, to people in the congregation. Uh, when all that stuff is going on inside your body, wow. your, your mind, you're just, you can't deal with it. Now, if I'm putting things to, together correctly, yeah. effectively, you're distracted from ministry with yes. trying to manage this. Yes. And then you're having relationship issues. Yeah. To me, this is the, the perfect breeding opportunity for other issues like guilt and oh, yeah. other issues that cause dysfunction in, yes. in a person's life. Yes, shame becomes predominant, uh, you know, a lot of guilt, um, a lot of sense of inadequacy, it, you know, your self-worth tends to go down. Uh, and then when you're, that self-contempt comes in, yes, it's very destructive. So. Now, how does counseling alleviate that? Well, the Lord designed us to be in community and to find uh, support and help, you know, f from each other. We can't do it alone. And I think it's a misnomer that we have that uh, we can just do it between me and God, you know. Mm -hmm. But Christ even himself, you know, I, I see him in the largest crisis of his life. What is he doing? He's turning to his disciples and saying, couldn't you even be with me for an hour? 
you know, it, we need other people. And the brain is designed uh, that healing comes in relationship. It doesn't come uh, just by my cogitating about it or praying about it. It comes in relationship. And so rest restoration of the heart and actually the mind uh, happens in relationship. So, for instance, your cortisol level is too high. Mm -hmm. That trauma actually shuts down part of your amygdala. 14% of your amygdala is damaged by trauma. Just and remind us what amygdala is. The, it, it's the base of your brain mm -hmm. where your emotions are stored, where life experiences are stored. And, and so when that part of your brain is damaged, it go, your brain goes offline. And what we know is that it is relationship that restores that part of your brain. Um, when you lower your cortisol level and you begin to process your trauma with another person. That's extraordinary. So yes. I just want to unpack that I'm hearing you correctly. Yes. So basically, untreated trauma, in a sense, yeah. um, it, it limits your total emotions. Yes. And once again, that impacts on your, your relationships with people. Yes. Yes. Actually, the cord, my understanding is that the cord between the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain collapses. So you can't process. Uh, things correctly and so it's a connection between the left and right side of the brain as well as a connection between the base of the brain and the frontal cortex and all of that's infected by trauma. Now how does, I'm coming back to this, yes, same, yes. how does counselling sort this issue? Well we, we have to um, work through those stories. Mm -hmm. we, we have to have someone else be witness to our pain. Uh, we need someone else to lift up and hold a mirror, so to speak, up against our experience so that we can not only see what's happened to us, and uh, counseling invites us into grief. And it is the avoidance of grief, you know, it's stuffing it down, so to speak, that prevents us from finding healing. So if we can open the pathway to grief and to seeing the horror of what we've been through and grieve that. You know, Matthew talks so beautifully about uh, mourning leads to comfort. You know, that's one of the blessings that Christ offers us is mourning leads to comfort. Yeah. Mourning leads to healing. Yeah. And that's good. Thank you, Duane. Yeah. Now, in, in having explored that with you, there is still a resistance to counselling. Yes, there and is. And I want to address that with you. Okay. Why that's the case okay. right after this back break. Uh, okay. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is counselling and pastoral ministry. And Duane Schoonard, we, we unpacked why counselling really is essential. Mm -hmm. Now, explore with us why there's this hesitancy, this reluctance on the part of so many to actually engage in counselling. 
Well, I think that comes on several levels. First, I think there's a lot of misnomers out there about counseling. And especially in Christian communities, it's like we can resolve everything between God and I, you know. And, you know, just pray and spend time in Scripture. Um, so so there's resistance on that level. Right. Um, so, and, and then there's fear. Fear, I mean, it's so vulnerable to come to counseling and saying, I'm struggling with a sexual addiction or I, I am uh, not doing well in my relationships at home or my ministry is falling apart. It's so hard to be vulnerable and to talk about those things. So, so of course, there's fear, you know, around that. Um, I also think that Satan does not want your broken heart to be healed. You know, so when John, in John 10, uh, 10, he says, a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So Satan is going to do everything he can, and especially Christian leaders. He is going to work to destroy your ministry. And, and Christian leaders are under attack at a profound level. Mm. Um, and so he, he's got his... Um, you know, minions out there attacking us. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Uh, there's another fear of losing your job. You know, there's not permission for uh, Christian leaders to be like the patriarchs and say, you know, I've I uh, just lied about my relationship with my wife and I've you know, taken a concubine for another wife. I've abandoned my son. You, you know, we can't be real like that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to lose our jobs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so so that also is a fear that that's there, and and those are real fears. Yeah, you know, that are there. And the, correct me if I'm wrong, but there also seems to be a, a level of stigmatization that can occur as well. Uh, yes, I think so, because, you know, because you're held up, you're put on this pedestal um, and you're you're expected to live at a higher level. Mm. You're you're expected to be more like Christ. You're expected to be more into the word and uh, that you're going to have all your relationships. You're going to be more patient, more kind. Um, you know, you're going to have, uh, you know, just this superior life. And, and you know, like one of my friends, um, Rachel Clinton says, pastors and Christian leaders are not allowed to be human-sized. Yeah. You're expected to be God-sized. It's and, scary, isn't and, it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, do you find any support in Scripture for the need of, of counseling? You know, Proverbs is a book of counseling. I mean, if, if you just read through it, I mean, there's so much advice there, you know? And, yeah. um, you know, just starting in chapter 11, you know, for six or seven mm -hmm. uh, chapters, there's just these key uh, things. But I'll just focus on, on a couple of them. So, Duane, what, what verses do you have uh, there? Look at Proverbs 19. Right. Um, Verse 20, and I'm, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. You might have a different translation that might say this better. Get all the advice and instruction you can 
so you will be wise for the rest of your life. You know, there, there's an invitation to explore that. Uh, I love chapter 20, uh, verse, let's look at verse 18 first. Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice. And, yeah. and so often, you know, Christian leaders are at war, you know, yeah. in the conflict that they deal with. And I'm, I'm listening to you're talking about trauma and the, the imagery that's coming through from this war. Yes. You know, engaging in war, that seems to be the source of so much trauma. Yes. And I see a connection there. Yes. When one, I, this is my favorite, uh, Proverbs 20, verse 5. Though good advice lies deep within the heart, a person with understanding will draw it out. Wow. You know, and I, I found that true for myself. You know, sometimes as I'm telling a story and someone else is listening to it and reflecting back to me what they're hearing, I'm like, oh, really? I didn't see that. Yes. Yeah. You know, that, that clear mirror is so helpful. Right. Yeah. Now, we can see the, the need for it mm-hmm. and we, we can meet the resistance. The benefits yes. clearly outweigh from scripture, yes. from every other angle, the benefits. Yeah. How do we find a good counsellor? And in some places, it's easier said than done. Yes. Now, true. I'd like to explore that with you okay. straight after this break. Okay. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is counselling and pastoral leadership and our guest, Duane Schoonard. Now, Duane, finding a good counsellor, how do you do it and what would you suggest? Well, it can be difficult because there are so many factors, Uh, not only the situation that you may need to address, so you might want to find someone who can address that particular situation. I mean... Basic bottom line, we want to find someone who is licensed and capable of dealing with whatever that is. So no matter what country in the world you live in, there are different criteria for, uh, you know, for therapists that they have to meet uh, before they can be considered qualified therapists. so first look for someone who's licensed, who's approved, because you know that they have the training and the experience. Now for myself, um, when I'm making a referral or when I am looking at uh, you know, something for myself, I look for people who are certified by the American Association of Pastoral Counselors mm-hmm. or people who are certified by the American Association of Christian Counselors. Um, it, in, how how, how are they identified? How do you, is there a, a you know, a, a listing somewhere where, how do you find somebody with those, with that accreditation? Well, you can look on American Association of Christian Counselors website, for instance. Um, but also when you're looking in the phone directory or online, they'll have AAPC or AACC after their name, which says that they are certified by those organizations. Right. 
I, I also tend to look for someone who has dual degrees, someone who has a degree in theology as well as a degree in, uh, past, uh, in uh, counseling. Uh, I, I want someone who brings God into the picture. Right. Uh, you know, and, and that's not nece totally necessary. There's some therapists out there who do excellent work. If you can't find mm -hmm. someone with these kinds of qualifications, there's still other therapists who do fabulous work. Right. And I, I wouldn't be afraid to go, you know, go to them. Now, what about in those parts of the world um, where these resources are really, there's a big distance. Yes. They're very rare indeed. Yes. I, what, what, what can a person do in that situation? Um, well, let me talk first. Uh, it is different all over the place. You know, even the United States, we're like third in the world of offering good counseling. Uh, the Germany is the best. Uh, really? Canada is second. Argentina is fabulous. Uh, so there are just a lot of diversity. Australia, Indonesia, really hard to get good therapists. And even here in the United States, if you're out in the country, uh, in small communities, it's very hard. So pastors will 76% of the time be the individuals who people will seek first. Okay. Um, and so it so behooves us as pastors yeah. to be well-trained. You're describing here the, the need for the carer to be cared for in, in some way. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so in every country, you're going to have to really explore what is available in your community because it's going to be different. And sometimes people have to go a little ways, especially as a leader, mm. to get a good... Um, so is there any other alternative other than finding a qualified, credentialed counsellor? Well, number one, I invite pastors to go and take a class in abnormal psychology so that they can identify uh, the issues that they're dealing with. You know, as a, as a Christian leader, do you know, uh, can you diagnose... <laughs> Mm -hmm. a bipolar disorder or a thought disorder or a personality or character disorder. So if you first can do that basic thing. Um, but also, there's lots of material out there. Um, can I speak to several programs? Celebrate Recovery, Living Free, uh, excellent programs that are biblically based, community um, involvement, where people who are struggling help people who are struggling. And there's curriculum to help you do that that is designed by people who understand the process. Um, so, you know, there's many resources like that that pastors, Christian leaders can bring into their congregations. Okay. So we've, we've looked at the, the formal qualifications mm -hmm. and the accreditation. Are there any other characteristics that you're looking for in a, a good counselor? Uh, well, you know, this text from Proverbs that we just referenced about someone who can draw out, uh, draw you out, uh, I, I think it's important. A, a good therapist needs to be an individual who is rich in 
wise, uh, a person who understands the, the inner dynamic of the human experience and the interplay, uh, the labyrinth of the complexity of human relationships uh, and be able to speak into that. I, I want someone who also understands that we are in a war with evil and, and, and that they understand where Satan is trying to attack us. We're, we're dealing with things that are bigger than just the emotional level in our life. So can they speak to those kind of issues as well, that they're not just psychologically focused, but they have a broader uh, picture, uh, a, a spiritual picture? Dwan, this has been so helpful and so Thank appreciated. You. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on Ministry in Motion. You're welcome. My privilege. Thanks so much for joining us on today's program of Ministry in Motion. Today we explored counseling and pastoral leadership with Duan Schoonard. And there are six major points that we discovered. First of all, trauma can be defined as a physical scar or an emotional scar on a person. Secondly, pastors may absorb trauma by assisting others through their traumatic experiences. The third point was left untreated, trauma can be devastating in a person's life and relationships. And the fourth one, restoration comes in the context of healthy relationships with others. And the fifth, a pastor may be burdened by unrealistic expectations from others. Don't be afraid to get the help you need. And six, seek a counsellor who is licensed and espouses a biblical worldview. Thanks so much for joining us on Ministry in Motion and may God richly bless you and your ministry. And bye for now.